0: Hello everybody, you're listening to the Big Chill Podcast. This is episode 40, Big Club Catfish. The bank on the Watch out. The Hello Big Chillians, and welcome back the to the Big calm. Chill Podcast. I'm Frank, joined as always with Sam and Eddie. So for our new listeners, maybe you're not aware, we like to do some icebreakers now and then to kind of get a feel for the room and you know, what everyone thinks about random stuff. And one of the classic icebreakers we like to ask is, if you were to have a movie made about you, who would play you in the movie? Well, reading an article the other day that the famous... Um, sports agent Lee Steinberg, who is kind of the inspiration behind Jerry Maguire has said that there's more talks for a movie to be made about him. So a more real life kind of about everything he's done in his career, not kind of just loosely like a Jerry Maguire based about like a super agent. Um, and this guy, he's been the agent for. Right now, he's the agent for Patrick Mahomes, but also Troy Aikman, Warren Moon, Bruce Smith, Howie Long, Steve Young. Like He is one of the NFL superstar agents of the last 30, 40 years. So when they said that a movie is going to be made, they asked him, who would you like to play you in the movie? And his response was either Zac Efron or Jake Gyllenhaal. So I'm sure you don't know what he looks like, but... I can attest he does not look anything like Zach Efron or Jake Gyllenhaal. So that is a great move by him to pick like one of the more famous, better looking celebrities that is currently out there to play him in a movie in Zach Efron.
1: How do we do we talk now after your little <laughs> monologue to, <laughs> to open things up? Yeah. <laughs> quite the ice quite the icebreaker you have there. <laughs>
0: Well, I had to set it up because I'm sure you don't know who Lee Steinberg is.
1: (laughs) Uh, I mean, I know who he is, but I don't know what he looks like. So, but I mean, if you've already had Tom Cruise play some version of you in, in a movie, why not go after a good looking
0: person to play the real life version of you? So does it, do you think he can get better than Tom Cruise? Or do you think Tom Cruise is about as good as it can get for someone to play you in a movie?
1: I mean, I guess it depends by what you mean by better
2: yeah what's your aspiration here do you need better (laughs) I mean just overall like if if you went up to someone and
0: said like hey they made a movie about me guess who played me and you said Tom Cruise is that person instantly like oh wow that's awesome like is that as high as it gets yeah pretty much as high as it gets I think
1: like on movie star status Tom Cruise is I mean I don't think there are many movie stars anymore but Tom Cruise is definitely one of them like Zac Efron's not a movie star he's very famous yeah. yeah, but he's he's not like a movie star.
0: Tom Cruise like a is a Pitt.
1: legitimate,
0: like George Clooney. I don't even know anymore. <laughs> I
1: don't. I, I don't even know if they're movie stars.
0: You don't Wait, think Brad George Pitt Clooney is a movie star? Come on.
1: When to like, I mean, he doesn't. He doesn't he even. Did, he rarely he stars in Hollywood movies. Movie. He's in. Two years ago, didn't he
0: win? Didn't he win an Academy Award for that?
1: <laughs> as best supporting actor? Yeah. Hey. Um. <laughs> Once upon a time in Hollywood, you mean the Tarantino yeah. film? Um. Yeah,
2: he did that sci-fi one as well. Was it called Ad Astra? What Ad Astra. I yeah. I'm, 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 like, I'm not. I'm like.
1: I'm not saying. I'm not saying he's not good in what he does, and he doesn't still have pull. But I wouldn't. I don't think Brad. Oh, I got on one the, for
0: you. How about The Rock? <laughs>
1: The Rock is a movie star.
0: Yeah, there we go. I got one. Um,
2: <laughs> wh- why, because not, I th- why him compared to Brad Pitt? Though?
0: Because I think what Eddie's saying is like a movie star is someone who if they're in the movie, they're going to get substantial pull from people just wanting to see that person in the movie, right?
1: Yeah, like there's global interest in The Rock's new movie. Like if Brad Pitt comes out with a new movie, I don't think people are like, oh my God, did you see that Brad Pitt's got a new movie out?
0: I think a little bit, Brad Pitt.
2: I think a little. Yeah. I don't, I, think, uh, I don't think it's as dramatic as Zero. What about Leonardo a, I'm DiCaprio? I'm not saying it's Zero.
0: I'm
1: Zero. <laughs> okay. There's a ballot there's This is a scale. In the same way when I call Zac Efron not a movie star. I'm not saying that people like have Zero interest in seeing Zac Efron movies. Leonardo DiCaprio is a movie star.
0: There you go. That's a good one. What about, Eddie? I got a good controversial one for you. What about Tom Hanks?
1: Tom Hanks is a movie star.
0: Oh, Although recently, The recent on Tom Hanks has... two months ago.
1: <laughs> he's in shit movies. I don't think the yeah, Rock's the in good movies either, but he's a movie star.
2: <laughs> I think Tom Hanks has been in shitter ones of recent. Uh, he's definitely more of like a, a '90s memory. Tom Hanks. We've already discussed this, anyway. This is yeah, <laughs>
1: and also it it because the thing is, I'm looking for movie stars who like kind of cross demographics, right? And Tom Cruise is maybe clinging on to that a little bit because I don't think many twenty-year-olds are that excited to see a new Tom. Uh, I mean, Tom. Well, Tom Cruise or Tom Hanks. I don't think a twenty-year-old person is excited really that much by either prospect.
2: What about the pull of like Toy Story four with Tom Hanks? Is that <laughs> Tom Hanks that's pulling it in, or that's just? Toy Cause story. I would say that's like a young. That's Toy Story. That's, story. that's mean, just Toy Story. That's to-
1: you could put me in Toy Story. It would still be huge.
0: You would clearly be Buzz Lightyear, not Woody, though. No, you'd you, be that. You are Tim bear from Toy you Story are Tim Three. Alan,
2: <laughs> 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 no, you're the you're the protagonist from three. You're that hugging bear. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've never seen you're,
0: Toy Story Three, but
2: you're the demented
0: brother what? that wants to burn the toys in the first one.
2: <laughs> what? What Sid? <laughs>
0: Sid, you're Sid, Eddie.
1: No, no, no. You started off calling me Buzz Lightyear. I'm pretty happy with that one.
0: No, you're only Buzz Lightyear because you're Tim Allen. Because <laughs> I'm racist? <laughs> <laughs> you got what? arrested you for, made the jump. for drugs. <laughs>
1: well, I mean, Tim. Oh, oh, I'm early Tim Allen. I'll take that. Yeah. I'll take the wild days, Tim Allen. That's fine. I don't want the super conservative late years, Tim Allen. Yeah. I'll take. I'll take the arrested for drug trafficking. That I would rather be that than a Republican. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow, that's a great burn.
2: <laughs> so like Tim Allen, is it Tim Allen home improvement, Tim Allen? Is that late or early Tim Allen? I'm not really sure. That's prime. That's, that's, yeah. that's prime. 90s, Tim Allen. which is t- 90s. Toy, Story,
1: Toy Story 1, right? That's prime. There, Tim Allen was nearly a movie star. Like <laughs> he wasn't far off movie star
0: status. And he was nearly in jail for life. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right
2: on the edge of both
1: <laughs> he had toy story one he had sent the santa claus
2: that was huge home improvement was i yeah, just I mean, remember it being show, huge yeah but was it a huge home improvement or is it just yeah. something it was, i just remember no it was, in was. The US.
1: i don't i don't yeah. know elsewhere but in the u.s it was huge yeah
2: that's not saying i need to watch again
1: <laughs> i mean put it on number 373 <laughs> three on your list or wherever
2: however long that is <laughs> Yeah, oh, it's a long list. I can't add more.
1: Now speaking of home improvement, Jonathan Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Now there was a kid who had a hot '90s, and then just never really took it to that next level.
0: Yeah, every once in a while you'll see one of those clickbait's of like, "Where are they now?" and it's always his face. (laughs) It's the thing. It's always JTT. Yeah,
1: Yeah. I mean, he pops up. I think I've seen him in one or two things, but yeah. He's also one of those people who like looks like a strange adult version of himself where you can recognize him, but it just looks <laughs> looks a little weird, as if he'd yeah. gone missing as a kid, and then they'd done that projection <laughs> of like, this is what he'd look like at 40, but then he actually turns into that projection. <laughs> now, I've got a question that I guess is more for Sam than it is for Frank, but Frank, maybe you'll surprise me with your knowledge here. Allison became the sixth goalkeeper to score in the history of the Premier League. And the first goalkeeper, and I think this kind of surprised me, to score with his head. Uh, can you name the other five goalkeepers that have scored?
2: No. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> On that note, I will I'll run through them in order. Peter Schmeichel was the first goalkeeper to Wait. ever score in the Premier League.
0: Wasn't... Um... Uh, wasn't, wasn't what's-his-face from Blackburn? Friedel
1: Brad, Brad Friedel was the second goalkeeper oh, to score in the yeah, penalty.
0: Yeah, I got one. <laughs> thank, thank you, Rovers Instagram.
1: <laughs> His was interesting because that was against Charlton. He came up for a corner and scored. And then they instantly conceded to still manage to lose a match (laughs) in which the goalkeeper had scored a less second winner. Equalizer, sorry. So Um, Friedel sticks out in that respect. But yes, Schmeichel was the first to do it, although this was Schmeichel when he was playing for Aston Villa, not when he was playing for Manchester United.
2: Tim Howard for Everton.
1: Tim Howard was the fourth goalkeeper to score. And the first American.
0: Fourth. No, actually, it wasn't the first American then.
1: Well, he was the first. Oh, yeah, that's true. Two of the the goalkeepers who have scored have been American, yeah.
0: So that's um, America's claim to fame in soccer. Yeah, they're the most,
1: most prolific scoring goalkeepers in the Premier League, that's for sure. Okay, well, obviously, Allison is the sixth, so you are missing two. I will give you a clue, if you'd like. Yeah. Uh one of them is a former England international. Also the two in the two that you are not naming are the two that kind of stand out because they are the the two occasions in which goalkeepers have scored but have not been shooting. It's been when in both in both examples it's when they've been just clearing the ball downfield and the ball sort of with the aid of the num- wind gone quite far and bounced um, over the heads of the other goalkeeper.
2: What numbers? are these which
1: three and five
2: so five would be fairly i'll give you
1: the years if you'd like one was in 2007 and one was in 2013
2: paul robinson
1: Paul Robinson is the third goalkeeper. He scored for Spurs against Watford in 2007. So you're just missing 2013.
2: It's not like Scott Carson.
1: It's not. He's not English. And it's also one of the faster goal. No, I'm not saying Scott Carson isn't English. It's also one of the (laughs) fastest goals in the history of the Premier League. It was scored after only 13 seconds. It is also in yeah it, it, at the time it was the went into the guinness world book of records as the longest goal ever scored but it has subsequently been broken uh put you out of your put you out of your misery it was azmir begovic scoring for stoke, stoke in 2013
0: wow wonder if it was a rainy tuesday
1: it was not i know that the fa cup holds a special place in a lot of people's hearts i feel a little bit like they went overboard for how special it was for leicester given the fact that they'd won the premier league five seasons ago if this had been a club that hadn't won anything in forever i would get it more but it did seem as if i mean gary lineker said ahead of the match that it would be the most it would be the best day of his life i think is what he said if if they won the FA Cup final and i don't i don't think many football fans would choose winning the FA Cup over winning the Premier League so i don't and especially the circumstances in which they won the Premier League where it was such an extraordinary journey i'd much rather have the 5000 to 1 Premier League win over winning a cup that in recent seasons has been won by Wigan
0: Arsenal but do you <laughs> Do you think part of that is because after they won the Premier League title, a lot of people kind of doubted, you know, the fact that they won, were they deserving? Will they ever do anything afterwards? You know, are they even going to still be in the Premier League in a few years and now to kind of still be here and make a statement and win another big trophy like that kind of is like, you know, like we are legitimate now, even though it's been five years, you know, kind of staying in the fold, staying in the mix. As opposed to a lot of people thinking they wouldn't have
2: been here five years later after winning. I I think that's kind of a, it's a fair point. But the thing is, they haven't really dropped off massively from winning the league, right? Okay, granted, they haven't been competing for the league. You know, you wouldn't put them close on, what is it, like five times since then? Um, They are still always competing for European spots and Champions League spots mainly. So they're in definitely like a golden purple patch i guess of for their club a um, golden purple patch that's quite the patch, patch not just a purple like a patch. Golden, <laughs> it's, i was gonna say like a golden golden. is it purple era. or is it golden <laughs> it can be whatever yeah. you want it to be <laughs> it's the they, golden um,
1: silver lining around the cloud
2: <laughs> got it but they um they haven't they've been one of the better teams in england for lot the, since they won the league so i've got a question for you to... sam
1: that's that's cut let's cut to the chase here are leicester now a bigger club than arsenal
2: well, they're not bigger. They're just better at the moment.
1: No, are they bigger?
2: No. What do you mean bigger?
1: So the the definition of bigger, I think, is always a difficult one. To me, bigger is more in terms of expectations where... Size? Because size... No, because size is stupid. Because like by size, you know, Newcastle always call themselves a big club. Newcastle aren't a big club.
0: Hmm.
1: Birmingham call themselves a big club. Because again, in terms of pull number of supporters they're big but they're not a big club so leicester leicester now will be expecting for example next season to be challenging for silverware in at least in cups potentially in europe depending on which european competition they're in and to challenge for the top four Mm -hmm. arsenal won't be
2: yeah they're just better at the moment that doesn't mean that they've become bigger than them that's not that's not kind of how it works. Like that's like saying Liverpool weren't a big club in the late nineties because they were finishing like seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth, or they Chelsea weren't. weren't. So Chelsea weren't. Chelsea a big weren't. Club
1: Ch- Chelsea weren't a big club until the early two thousands.
2: So how many big clubs are there, according to you? Like, they <laughs> seem to it. like go. They seem to kind of go out and up and down pretty quickly. Like,
1: of course uh, they do. Manchester. Are, well, were Manchester City a big club when they were in, in the, the old second division?
2: Were, they were a you, big club into an ac when they got relegated because of corruption like does that immediately make them not a big club
1: they weren't you mean juventus that's different that's that was temporary like city weren't weren't, like yes rangers were still a big club in scotland even when they were uh you know put to the bottom of the league that's different because the circumstances that put you in that situation are different but City weren't a big club in the nineties, and the and you know City weren't a big club until two thousand and ten.
2: Yeah, but that's different. They got billions invested in them, isn't it?
1: Well, you, you're accepting, you're already accepting now that big club status fluctuates.
2: Yeah, I, I guess something radical like that would do it, but I don't think something radical has happened to Leicester. That so made when did, bigger than Arsenal?
1: So when did Arsenal become a big club? The Wenger era. Okay, and so when do they stop being a big club?
2: I don't think they're not a big club.
1: But, but when just, conceivably would they stop being a big club?
2: I have absolutely no idea. So it's what
1: criteria? There's, 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 no,
2: there's no criteria. It, there's no criteria.
1: If they were relegated, would they still be a big club?
2: Depends on how they're relegated.
1: So you can be a big club in the championship.
2: We, but Arsenal aren't getting relegated. No, it's no, it, not I'm, happening I, anytime I, we, soon. Like, there's a I, hypothetical. I, like, I don't know. I don't know if there'll be a big club in the championship. I love it when
1: you get it. The moment when this, you start to panic, when you get asked. But I'm not question. panicking. I just don't
2: get it. <laughs> you do, it. you panic. I just don't get this it. This is almost like, as
0: good as the offside talk from a few
2: yeah, months back. I just, I just don't get it. I just, It doesn't correlate that a short-term loss in form or kind of glory in terms of winning competitions. Arsenal won the FA Cup last year you know that but, so 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 to me uh, part of
1: being a big club has to be the uh, that you think you can win the league i don't think yeah, I, I think if but, i think, if, but I if think what not, you
0: said that's a part though that's a part of it so i think you're right i think that is a part but there are other parts to it you know like how much you're sorry. spending your fan base previous results i think that all gets kind of put in on a yeah. scale
1: but the biggest part of it is thinking you can win the league because otherwise, there are a lot of clubs that would. I mean, Newcastle supporters genuinely consider themselves to be a big club. They aren't. They have no power in terms of pulling players. They have no expectations in ever qualifying for Europe, winning competitions, winning the Premier League. Right. I think. I don't, I think,
2: think, I don't think.
1: I don't think Arsenal are a big club anymore.
2: I just think you're pulling too many variables and then making a short-term decision on them. Like Newcastle are a famous and prestigious club. Yes, they are. Um, oh God, like, now we're now we're arguing
0: the semantics of famous versus big. No, I'm just
2: saying that it's just. I I just don't understand the logic. It's very short term. Like your concept that they're now not a big club because for five or six years we haven't competed.
1: I mean, how? But that's why I've asked you. How many years do you? Can you go not competing before you're not big anymore?
2: I don't know. Ten? Like. 20? I don't, I don't know if there's an exact amount of pick time one. You, you, Eddie you, stops you to, get to decide. Yeah, but I don't need to pick one. That's my point. I don't have a finite amount of time. Yeah, but I don't well, get you, it. Sam, I don't have a finite Sam, amount to, of time to define- Sam, I hate to
1: break it to you. You've got a finite amount of time.
2: Uh, why? Says who? You, uh, <laughs> says Says life. You I'm afraid.
1: Says... To, <laughs> you're not immortal, so I'm afraid you've got a finite amount of time.
0: For all our listeners who haven't listened to some of our previous episodes, Sam has admitted that he has paranoia and, and paralysis when choosing TV shows to watch. And if you're listening to what he's doing right now, you can get a glimmer of what's going on in his head when he tries to pick
1: a TV show. I've never watched someone <laughs> squirm more. I can put it this way, Sam. One thing I know in life, I never want to be standing trial. And have you put on the stand as a witness for me because you would just crumble was edward hewitt with you at the time i don't know was he i don't know how could i possibly say if he was with me i don't know do i need to tell you if he was with I me? Don't yes, you define, do. i don't yes I define
0: define with me what does with I, me mean it's
1: very
2: arbitrary we weren't I dating
1: if that's what you mean
2: i don't get what i've done here like i don't think i've done anything wrong except say i don't agree with your concept of how you're defining a big club
1: and then i've said how would you define it? And then you've gone, I don't need to define it.
2: I, I don't think I do, because I've already said it's to do with <laughs> things like history. It's to do with the history of the club. It's to do with success at the club. Like, you're yeah. doing it on a five-year period. I'm going to do it on a 20-year period. I don't know what makes a club big. I just don't think Arsenal aren't one now. Like, that's fair. Why well, that doesn't it? surprise
1: me. <laughs> Wait, I knew you, you don't
2: think they're a big club now? I do think they're a big club. I think Uh, they're a successful club as well.
1: They're just not. We're not going
2: to get Eddie's face right
0: there. (laughs) I don't even know.
1: I don't know. I'm. I'm not even going to try and because then we're going to get into defining what success means.
0: Uh, Mm -hmm. All right, I've. I've got something we can move on to. So I read today that Harry Kane has once again asked to move on from Spurs because perhaps they are now no longer a big club.
2: Is that going to
0: happen? You're right, possibly never were. But we're hoping to become one, I guess, would be a better term, and never quite made it there.
1: But are still bigger than Arsenal now.
0: <laughs> All right. Leave Arsenal alone. Leave Sam alone. Look at him. He's defeated right now. Just leave him alone. Not defeated. Does does he does he leave? And if so, is he going to city?
1: Um I don't know if he'll leave. I think if he leaves, he'll stay in the Premier League because I think he'll care about the possibility of breaking the all-time record goal scorer, the sheer 260. And he's the only player, you know, currently playing who has any chance of reaching that total. It's such, I mean, when you just think about it, getting 261 goals when you think that a 20-goal season is, is good to, you know, very good, it takes a significant time of being a fairly prolific goal scorer. And so I think he'll care about that. I hope he stays at Spurs because I think his career will be... I don't... I think if he goes and signs for City and City win things, because that's what City do, he'll never get any credit for it. It's too late. So if he... I think he's much better off being a, a I know not a technically a one club player because he was on loan and stuff, but fundamentally a one club player, I think. And then whatever he can win with Spurs, if they do win something, it's his achievement.
0: Yeah. Do, do you think it's kind of like an Aaron Rodgers move that he's trying to put pressure on the organization to build around him a little more and, and invest a little more?
1: I heard he wants to host my masterminds as well. So maybe.
2: <laughs> maybe that's the thing but uh that would be a awful it, combination yeah
1: just they'll just have to put like a spit guard on the microphone but
2: uh
1: <laughs> i think probably a, a, an element is putting pressure to make sure that daniel levy knows that this is a summer where they've got to spend money because spurs obviously typically make financially sound decisions and on the back of the pandemic where revenue will have undoubtedly dropped significantly
0: and they're still paying for the new stadium. I'll just say, after building a massive stadium that hasn't been really seated, <laughs> the,
1: the smart financial decision for them would be to not spend a lot of money. But if Harry Kane, I mean, if if they don't even spend a lot of money, they they could just drop out of the top six or seven. So they have to spend money just to even main you know stay where they are. So
2: yeah. I think um, they need the manager saw it first to understand like. I, I, any manager is going to fit Kane into the team, right? But there's a the people around him that are going to um, be interesting propositions. Like I'm, I'm hearing that Inzaghi is apparently being considered for like the Spurs job. So I think there's a lot in the air about it. Man City certainly have the position, right, with Aguero going. But do they, when you look at their front line with like Torres and Sterling and Foden around them, like do they need an out-and-out someone like Kane? This season kind of showed I mean, they, they probably, do. They this season, they need a goal scorer.
1: I think they need a goal scorer.
2: Well, they won this
0: year.
1: Yeah, but <laughs> that kind of attitude is what means you don't win the next year.
2: But they have to replace Agüero, right?
1: Yeah, I just think you need a goal. You need a true goal scorer. I think every team, if you really want to be great, you need you need a really good, you need an out and out goal scorer, and City don't have one at the moment. So, whether that's Kane or holland or someone i i think they'll they'll bring someone in who can they can rely on to get 20 to 30 goals a season
2: i mean they do have torres up front still so they do actually have an out a good solid out and out goal scorer i mean i, I don't know what guardiola's thinking
1: you're you're so optimistic sam
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> don't know
1: sam's positive assessments of life that's why we can rename this podcast
2: what, what so you're saying that he's not good enough in that team. I I mean,
1: I don't think he's proven enough to uh, be certain that you, you could sort of pin your hopes on him scoring a lot of goals. Equally, I don't think he is the type of player they need a more physical presence who can lead the line for them in the way that Kane or Holland could. And then have the players playing who can bring those smaller, quicker, more agile players into play. And... They don't have anyone like that at the club at the moment. They don't have anyone capable of really holding the ball up. I mean, Aguero, even though he was slight, had that ability to hold the ball up and bring other people into play and to just be in the box as a threat to score goals. And they don't have any anyone capable of doing that in the club at the moment. They have people capable of scoring, for sure. They've got great attacking players, but none of them are out-and-out out forwards or goal scorers.
2: Yeah. I mean, I don't think Kane's going abroad. I, I think, I think that could maybe be a complete detriment to his career. To be honest, I'm really not sure uh, any European club where you would have as much success or attention on you. And as you mentioned about that kind of record, it, if it's there to be broken, which it sounds like it could be with him, like it's. Uh, but then you start breaking down the people that could afford him. Man, you have just. Put pen to paper on Cavani for another t- um, for an extended. So it's very doubtful they're going to have two massively well-paid players. Chelsea have already spent big on people like Werner up front, so it's very doubtful they would do that and lose hope in him. So really, out of people that could afford Kane, it's Man City. So he's either staying at Spurs or going to Man City, and I'd probably say the former. I, I, I think Levy's. Yeah, no, it's it's not it's not going to be
1: United. I think United will sign Sancho, and that will be it for them in terms of big, I think Sancho, you know, that's the long love affair that will probably be completed this summer. And I think Sancho will sign for them. And then that will be, and that either that allows Cavani to play a bit part role and then they'll shift either Greenwood or Rashford into a more central role and see if they can develop into that type of player. But I don't think United are in the running. Now, Frank, you, you enjoyed our discussion of whether or not, who what qualifies as a big club? And you you said you know it it made you think a little bit of our offside debate. You might have thought when we brought up the FA Cup that you're able to get away with us not discussing VAR and the. Offside. I thought
0: we were I thought we were going to move past it. I thought yeah. we were home free. <laughs> I think we buckle have to in, at least, buckle in, Frank.
1: <laughs> we have to at least acknowledge. So in the, I mean, it was what the 91st, 92nd minute. Chelsea thought they would equalize through an own goal, but uh, in the buildup, Ben Chilwell um, was adjudged to have been offside. It's the correct decision uh, by the letter of the law. He was in front, more out of body angle than anything else. The you know, his feet weren't in front. It, it's a correct interpretation of how the rules are, but as we've discussed in the past, it's clear to me that the offside law needs to be rewritten because just he doesn't seem offside to me and to have a goal like that disallowed because because of just the angle that you're leaning that doesn't make any sense to me
2: and also well, it's sub- i know it's subjective but he, the the idea of stopping offside or having offside in the first place is so that the attacker doesn't gain an unfair advantage from running so he's not got an an advantage from his position. So for me, it's like you say, it's correct, but it's not not fair. I guess it doesn't come across as fair. But it was kind of interesting watching 20,000 fans, one side of them screaming because they've had an equalizer and then VAR obviously reversing it and having the other set of fans screaming. It was... No, they were
0: no there were some really good videos there were some great videos of the chelsea supporters when they scored like going insane like holding the phone up and then in real time you see them celebrating celebrating and then you see it come up on the board and their faces are first they're just kind of just like look and then they see it and it's just dead just straight dead faces it was pretty funny to see that that my take on it now is i'm starting to feel less and less bad for the supporters because it's very obvious now that they're just letting the play go and are going to have no hesitation to go to VAR. So I feel at this point, every time a goal is scored, you should almost instantly think let's wait and see if it goes to VAR at, at a point, because
1: that's awful though. Cause that's, I know that's it part is, of my but,
2: issue.
0: But how many times are we going to go through this? Right. You know, well, like how many times you're going to see supporters go insane and then complain that they were robbed when you know it's coming you know that they're gonna let the play go and then they're gonna go to the review you know it's gonna happen now
1: well i, I agree with you on one front you shouldn't be videoing your reaction to a goal going and i mean that's <laughs> dumb in the first place and you're asking for trouble by doing that but i i think it's asking a lot of supporters to sort of see their team score and for them to think, just, "I'll wait 45 seconds to a minute just to check that it's okay, and then I'll just randomly start celebrating." Yeah, a like you celebrate and says, "Yeah, the the screen says goal stands, and then I go wild." That yeah. would be that would be a little bit. I mean, you're I, I like the idea though, that like the, a goal gets scored, silence, in dead the silence, <laughs> and then 45 seconds later just erupts.
0: I mean, or if there's at least a way, I, I mean, maybe you change it by you have like an official announcement for a goal almost, you know, where like a team scores, you instantly go to VAR and then confirm it and then announce goal. I understand that's not feasible, but there has to be something that is happening
2: because it's just getting too much now. I mean, that's that but you can, That's what time, they do. The ball goes in. I, I know, but it takes, for, to, like, but it takes not... forever. <laughs> But it's hard to not see the ball go in the net, right? You can't be like, yeah. ignore that, everyone. Ignore yeah. <laughs> that it went Computer in the Computer hasn't
1: said yes yet. But...
2: No, I agree with you, Sam. And, and
0: and like I understand what I'm saying isn't very reasonable, but there has to be something in terms of like either speeding up the VAR so it doesn't take a minute before they rule off a goal, or... Or like you can't keep doing this. Like it's just getting annoying at this point.
1: The the fix. The fix to me is so like the the idea that gets usually attributed to Wenger, former manager of a really big club. You know the idea that (laughs) the, the idea that there has to be a you know separation between the defender and the attacking player. To me, the advantage of that interpretation is, as a spectator, you would know. Even in real time, you would have a very real sense of whether or not it was close to being offside or not. And the issue you have now is a goal can really, like the Ben Chilwell one, watching it live in the moment, you didn't think, "Ooh, that's close," and so there's no mom- there is no reason to hesitate on the goal being scored. Particularly too when it's in the build-up, because mm. the kind of play continues, the cross comes in,
2: bit of a bundle, where, and then it goes in. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: Whereas at least if you, the separation thing, the play might continue, but in the back of your mind, you would think, I think it was offside there. Like it looked like he was in front. And then you might be pleasantly surprised when the goal stands. But I think it would be very rare with that sort
2: of interpretation
1: of the law to be surprised when a goal is ruled out.
2: There's, there's something I've always thought with it is why, why haven't they had this technology where you just put like some sort of chip or something in the front of their boot and then you can kind of use that as against something on the sideline that's kind of going across that can be used or in comparison to like a defender's like some sort of technology must be in that that capable but to be able to do something
1: but with the current interpretation it's not just your boot well that's so you would have to you'd either have to have sensors either you like would have to go suit. full we would either have to go full like Bill Gates conspiracy theory, and we just start injecting Premier League footballers with chips, which maybe we've already done, or they'd have to play in like those those you know like those ball suits that they record like motion capture suits. Oh, they yeah. do like FIFA. But they in. make
2: video games on. Yeah, oh, okay. so they don't play like, those like com- Tron. <laughs> like, but yeah. I, Tron I just cool. think I just think the technology must be there for some sort of implementation like that. Where each player has like an array of sensors that can immediately detect it in the same way that you uh, know in like a, a goal can have it as well you know with the goal line technology there must be some ability to like have sensors go off against each other and it can give that immediacy of decision like Frank said. but then
1: but then that sensor i mean when you really think about what you're saying it would be super complicated because that sensor would also have to know exactly when the ball was played
0: I always and think about this. I think about this for the NFL. The NFL needs to adopt sensors in the football for where the football is on the field. Like if it crosses the goal line and things like that, when you can't see it in a pile, that would be. But cool. that's
1: super easy. That's super easy. That's just a chip in a ball.
0: Yeah, but it has to be the entire ball because any part of the ball could cross, right? So I mean, it's, it's a little more complicated than just a single chip. Like the entire ball would have to be chipped.
1: No, basically. because the chip, no. Because the chip would know the position like unless the chip assuming the chip can't shift around in where the ball is, one chip placed like regardless right would middle. know well, would yeah. know the distance from it. You're like, right. It would know the shape of the ball. So it would know then, oh, the ball I've the ball I've crossed the line because I am yeah. X number of millimeters away and it would have a sense of the angle that the chip was currently at, so it would be able to project out. Um To me, also, the other reason to have a chip in a football, it's not even just goal scoring, like touchdown scoring. It's just placement of the ball on every down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The idea idea that there's like a 65-year-old official just kind of wanders up and goes, I think it was here. And then everyone's like, okay, this is cool. Like that's the fact that a billion-dollar industry just relies on a guy being like, I think this is about right. And also, they
2: they seem to be influenced by where the offensive player places the ball as well i swear the amount of times where they'll like move an extra step forward or something because you just see the offensive player like place it down it is crazy how lenient i find them with that yeah the chains i don't know maybe the technology doesn't exist maybe maybe there's a way maybe there's a way of like putting it in the ball understanding the direction of the ball going to a certain player that's running i mean That must be something.
1: I just don't think it's, I don't think what you want is necessary. The fix is just to have it so that with the human, with a naked eye, you would have a, you would think that's offside. That's all we need. And then from there, your reaction, you wouldn't celebrate as strongly when you go, I think that was offside. I think that goal is going to be ruled out.
0: But I think what Sam's saying too is kind of what I'm saying is if there's a way they could speed it up, like the chip would make it almost instantaneous. So as soon as it hit the back of the net, the chip would already recognize that there was some sort of offside or, or infringement. And I think that's part of it too, is if even with current VAR, if you can speed it up a lot and not have these long, huge gaps where it's like the play's gone, like and you know p- players are running around again, and then all of a sudden you get a stoppage. I mean, if you can speed it up a little, that would help. But I still kind of ultimately agree with you, I think, it's gotten too literal with the VAR, and it needs to it needs to change.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. How did I get I sucked mean, into a fucking offside talk? <laughs> nothing you could do. You guys have done inc-
1: it. <laughs> it was a major incident, right? It was a major talk. The, the only thing I will say is, I find supporters reacting to VAR to be really annoying because it is very much in as we saw in the match itself. Chelsea supporters celebrating the goal and then Leicester supporters celebrating when it was disallowed. And two weeks from now, or say on, when do they play? Tuesday, right? Tomorrow. Say if tomorrow Leicester have a goal disallowed by VAR, then lose to Chelsea and as a result probably don't end up qualifying for the Champions League. Then you'll have Leicester supporters being like, oh, oh, fucking VAR ruining the game of football. Like there has to be an element of consistency. I know, and I know no one's going to be some objective rational being when they're watching the team that they support. But still the fact that Leicester right now, there'll be no bigger fans of VAR than Leicester city supporters. And they'll forget that if in the next 10 days, a decision goes against them.
2: You'd be a brave guy in the stands just to be like, guys, come on. Remember, remember Saturday. We just got to let Chelsea have this one, right? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, But there was a story that came out, uh, I think last, this was last weekend, Uh, a former Austin P, which is a college um, defensive back, received some text messages that were supposedly from the Falcons defensive coordinator of the Atlanta Falcons asking him to come to their open rookie tryouts. For the weekend, he then went to the rookie tryouts and found out that he was being basically spammed by some random person who had gotten his number and used an Atlanta area code number to message him into thinking he had a tryout with an NFL team, only to get there and be told, No, we don't know who you are, and you don't have a tryout. That is got to be one of the shittier hoaxes you can be a part of as a football player who's trying to make his way for on a team. You know, didn't obviously didn't get drafted, just looking to get a chance to show his stuff. Um, I think it actually turns into a good story because I believe now there is like some organization that's supporting him to have an open tryout where teams can come watch and and see. Now. Is, it, is it a setup?
1: is yeah is this is this guy playing 3d chess here because this this is brilliant if he's gone I'm just gonna turn up for the tryout and then make up that I got I got oh, is a hoax and hope that either they just let me they feel bad for me in the sh- and they let me try out or I get way more press because at least this goes in the news and then maybe someone else gives me a tryout not a dumb idea
0: so there is some i i don't think i don't think that is the truth but there is a wrinkle to this story in that he hasn't and said he won't release any details about the person that was messaging him because he said he wouldn't wish that upon his worst enemy for them to be you know like publicly shamed and humiliated or that kind point. of does yeah that kind of does lean a little towards what you're saying but from what
2: so cynical. Other
0: people had said the reactions to him showing up there and being told that he wasn't, in fact, invited to the tryout. It seemed very genuine <laughs>
2: from there other any people reason, that were in attendance. Was there any reason the spammers or hoaxers would target him? Or are they just finding someone that's a little bit down at the moment and just really driving it home?
0: Yeah, I mean, there was nothing. I mean, maybe there is like a little side story that he hasn't released. You know, maybe that's another wrinkle to it. That's why he's not releasing the names, because there's some back history, maybe. Who knows? But no, none of that's been released. But that does remind me of the all-time greatest NFL football hoax catfish (laughs) in Mante Teo (laughs) of the Notre Dame Fighting Irish right before their that was when they were in the championship wasn't it in the bcs game
1: it was that season yeah the season season. he was in the running for the heisman i mean did he win the heisman that year no i don't think so he was just one of the final
0: he he definitely went to like the yeah and sam do you know what we're talking about no (laughs) oh this, this is a great one this is a great story
1: yeah, to, 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 to tell it quickly, I guess, Manti Teo was a, I mean, he's he's Hawaiian. He was playing for Notre Dame. He went on to play for the, he was drafted then by the San Diego Chargers. He, uh, like, statistically was the best linebacker in college football, was projected to be an incredibly high draft pick. And over the course of his kind of final season playing college football, he was telling this story about his girlfriend and how she was sick and how he was kind of playing for his girlfriend a little bit of time. And and that story got a little bit of traction about how Manti Teo was off focusing, playing football while his sick girlfriend was, you know, away from him trying to, trying to survive. And as it then transpired. Well,
0: no, then the, she died. She yeah. died of leukemia. And yeah. it was like, it was like a big thing, you know, like he was, obviously like heartbroken his girlfriend his long distance girlfriend had died of leukemia and you know you have to have faith and believe in what you're doing and you know he he's very religious so he put on this whole thing every time he was interviewed about you know having faith in, in god and everything and you know doing the right thing and i'm playing for her and and for you know how hard she she fought and this and that
1: and as it turns out he was being catfished So it was not the girl who he thought it was. It was not a sick girl. It was a man. Um, And who I think was like a friend of one of his cousins or something like that. Wasn't it, wasn't that the kind of connection? There was some, there was some connection in terms of how they got their details. But this person had just been pretending to be a girl the whole time and had a fake relationship with him over the course of a couple of years. Now the crazy thing, the That's reason why I didn't get. I didn't
2: get the reason point.
1: why he looks bad out of all this is because I mean this was what 2014? When was this 2015 mm. when this happened? But maybe a little before that. Yeah, definitely in the era of Skype. And even if you can't travel to meet someone, a having a long distance relationship that lasts months and you never physically meet them. That's a huge red flag, but the fact that throughout the relationship she did the classic, like, oh, like my phone's not work, like my camera, and my my phone webcam's broken. Work. <laughs> yeah, my webcam's broken. Like we can do a phone call, we can do all that, but but like we, you can never actually see me. That you have to be spectacularly dumb to fall for that over a sustained period of
2: time. Spectacularly naive, but. I've oh. never seen a broken webcam in my life. <laughs> like, it's not a thing. It's just not a thing. Like, I mean, so for someone thing. to be doing it, it repeatedly is a- for like two years. Like,
1: it- Well, it, it 100% is a thing. Here's all I'll say is if I was in a relationship with someone and it was a long distance relationship and their webcam broke after and their phone one. camera, <laughs> which more to the point, like their phone camera was broken. After a certain period of time, I would just be like, "Can I, can I buy you a a webcam? Like, <laughs> like can I just have this shipped to your such, house?"
2: Why was that creepy when you said? I mean, it just the webcam <laughs> aspect
1: of it sounds creepy, right? Like, the, just the nature of webcams <laughs> just sounds. It makes you think of like cam girls, but like
2: maybe <laughs> like I would
1: okay cam boys. Sorry, is that better? But the, the cam people. yes exactly yes we don't assume their gender in any way but the you know that's i would i would just i mean to me the story you said though frank it reminds me more of uh ali dia who's a which is a story you might not be as familiar with but graham sunes uh once signed a player for southampton and the way it came about was that uh i think an agent phoned him up and I think had been, but I think it was actually just Ali Dia phoning up, pretending to be an agent, I believe. And I mean, he, he was from Senegal, but he was claiming to be uh, George Wea's cousin. And uh, just George Wea being a former Ballon d'Or winner at the time kind of, you know, so say the, to think of something comparable, it might be the equivalent of saying you wanted to sign I don't know, uh, like Manio Manio Sane's cousin. And Graham Souness decided to sign him sight unseen to bring him into Southampton. I think he trained a couple of, like once maybe during the week before a match, and then was brought on as a substitute for that weekend's match in the Premier League and it was so bad that they subbed him off. I think he was only on the pitch for like a handful of minutes. <laughs> And then it just all fell apart. But uh, to me, that's the ultimate in like the catfishing hoax in
0: terms of getting yourself like a legitimate career. Well, the other part to the Mateo story is there are people who believe he was actually behind the fake girlfriend thing and was doing that as a way to have like this fake, like half that like your faith and believing and and like power to god and and all and all of that so there's a good amount of people there's actually been stories about how people legitimately think he was in part of catfishing himself for over a year just to make himself look better somehow but i don't i don't think that worked
1: (laughs) i mean i can get why because fundamentally the big question mark is like how could you be that dumb and so you just think that you couldn't be that dumb so you'd have to be in on it but i don't really see what the huge benefit is i mean if he did it he's dumb he's dumb either way because if it he's was dumb his either idea way. if it was his idea you have to know that sooner or later you were going to be caught yeah particularly once you said she died if you cuz like that's that's going to be verified by someone I uh, just like, let's check the records and see if this person died. <laughs> no, if you just just, said you- just leave her. Just leave her. She's gone. <laughs> <laughs> if yeah. you just said we broke up and she's just disappeared and like, whatever. No, like, I'm not going to, I don't think many people are going to look up the ex-girlfriends of NFL players to make sure that they exist. The moment that they die and there's a tragic story attached to them, there's a good chance like a news like, site looks into it a little bit.
2: Although, could you get potentially arrested if you broke up with her and then a day later she was dead? (laughs) 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 You got to kind of leave some time between the two. Uh, that would
1: be the real move—is to like do the put yourself in the middle of a fake murder story. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, this web of lies. We talked about this, right? You would would just keep spinning. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that's the thing—is I, if I'm him. I I don't know. Say I'd been legitimately catfished and I'm him and the story comes out. I don't know what spin I put on it (laughs) to try try it. Like, and that I I don't know what I do. I might, I might've just said I was in on it no matter what and say that it got out of hand.
0: Yeah. We, we, we set this up because we wanted to make it look like, you know, I had a sick girlfriend that I was caring for and super concerned about to, Give me like a a soft side or something like that i think that you kind of almost have to do that versus yeah i was legitimately catfished by by some random guy in california for a i year. mean if you're
1: a teammate of his how relentlessly do you like i if i were if i were well i don't think he, i don't think
0: he's ever recovered i mean no like, i mean he has you can tell. if
1: i were one of his if i were one of his teammates i would just be like texting him every day being like Oh, hey, uh, it's Stacy. I'd really like to go on a date with you, like not even changing my number. That would just be a daily thing I do where each day it's a new girl's name.
2: I mean, the f- yeah. the first way of doing it, it might have actually worked into like a program. If you come out and said, look, this was a stunt. This was what we were trying to do. Like legitimately, people might have like bought that and turned it into like a documentary. But there are documentaries on it oh that's the actually other way now. <laughs> yeah the issue wasn't yeah. it
1: being turned into a documentary that's not, so he did pretty that well that wasn't the problem the problem was that he looked like a moron
0: well i think i think he's now actually doing a netflix special that he's like the center of so he's obviously going to narrate not, not literally narrate the story but you know kind of
2: it's going to be his spin so i'm sure that's going to going to be legitimate at all <laughs> so it's going to be like a netflix catfish or do you mean a documentary about oh like a thing about him yes okay A thing about him have you
1: have you ever watched the mtv show catfish yeah 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 <laughs> Yes. with neve and, i mean
2: what's he neve and i whatever mean, the other guy's called
1: i know the show must be entirely fake because if it's real i don't understand who agrees who agrees to go on it on either side <laughs> Neither the person being catfished being like i don't think my i don't think my girlfriend or boyfriend's real the only solution to this is that i call mtv and have them figure it out for me that's sad but also the person who's then doing the catfish that like they like identify who they are and they call up be like would you be willing to appear on camera and they're like yeah yeah sure i'll I'll come on (laughs) i'll come on mtv and just say that i've had this guy like jacking off to me for seven months like that's that's fine like my friends don't think I'm a loser.
2: But what I loved is how basic their like detective work into it is. It's like let's open our laptop and Google. It's like no one else thought to do this. Was this oh, every new time technology? It's just,
1: every time it's like I did a reverse Google search and it turns out this is a model. It's like yeah, yeah it's, like,
2: it's like yeah,
1: it's fucking Shakira. Did it take you that <laughs> long to figure out that it wasn't that wasn't who it was? <laughs>
2: I think they she actually said she looked like J-Lo. <laughs> Didn't know it actually was JLo. I I'm, I'm pretty sure like, they came out and said that the show was they've come out and they basically said most of said it was like artificial. Yeah. It's like
1: artificial. Uh, I, I, might, I mean I the the only way I'd submit to go on it right is if like you just with a <laughs> with just with friends you're like, "You know what? We're, we could each get paid like $5,000 to just make this story up and let's just go on it and we'll tell everyone we know that we've made this up." and and we'll just like pretend to be the two characters within this the other thing i would enjoy going on it is going on it and just being like ridiculously dumb so when they're like we so we found out your girlfriend is not who she says she is we've done the google reverse image search and it's a model and be like my girlfriend's a model and she hasn't <laughs> told me like, why wouldn't she tell me that she's a model
2: do you know why this just wouldn't work, though, is, you know, at the end when they meet up, <laughs> can you imagine, like, you and Frank meeting up and trying to keep a straight face for, like, 15 minutes trying to get the money? It's not, <laughs> it's not, okay. or like Frank in a wig.
0: <laughs> why do I have to wear a wig? <laughs> I don't know. Who
2: part of the catfish? So,
0: Sam just wants to
1: see you in a wig.
0: Wait, but the catfish, they don't actually put their real face with a wig on. It's a completely fake <laughs> picture.
2: You just tease out the face. It's not really catfishing. It's
0: just me <laughs> trying to <laughs> seduce Eddie with a wig on.
1: Oh, this is one sexy Frank. <laughs> what I've always wanted is a female version of Frank. My dreams have come true.
0: We reverse Google searched it, and it looks like it's this guy Frank with a wig on. <laughs> the wig fell off like three times during your <laughs> yeah. talk. Did you notice? <laughs>
1: <laughs> he has the same voice. He's not changed his voice at all. He even comes up in your caller ID. It's Frank every time. Now, uh, I guess that might be the end of the catfish talk, but I guess we can bring the squid back for a, for a reappearance first time in a while. It's uh, NHL nice. playoff times. And uh, obviously, Sam, you, you kind of made your name last year with your, we call you the squid because it's in reference to Paul the octopus, the octopus that made, oh, I was at the 2010 World Cup when it kind of picked the winners of a lot of matches over for, for a while. So you're the our, very, our variation of that and you're Sam the squid. You did well in the NHL playoffs last year, even though you know absolutely nothing about the NHL. You did well in the NBA playoffs last year, even though you know absolutely nothing about the NBA. They always say, you know, if something happens once, it's just luck until you do it a second time. So I guess this is where we get to see whether or not your total lack of NHL knowledge can help you consistently make the right selections. Now as the NHL playoffs got underway yesterday and we wanted to get your bracket in before they started, you actually made your selections on Saturday night. So you have, we don't get to do your live reactions because normally you just go with your guts and make your selections live during the recording. Can't do that this time. However, I think we can start off by just seeing whether or not you can even remember who you chose.
2: (laughs) See, this is a good starting point. (laughs) Do I even remember what happened two days ago? Maybe not. Yes. And And
0: it should should be noted that we set up the bracket in NHL.com's bracket challenge, and we actually have some other listeners who have also put in their brackets. So not only can we see how well Sam does on his own and against me, we can also see how he does against other people who fancy themselves hockey fans and hockey experts and in fact i think one of the names in the league is hockey expert picker (laughs) so we'll see how well sam does against that person
1: i will say if anyone out there listening works for the nhl website this bracket is atrocious like the experience of <laughs> the experience of picking, selecting this bracket, the fact that I had to do it once for myself and a second time for Sam as we spoke to each other on the phone, it was such a painful experience for what is fundamentally just clicking different teams. It was unbelievably painful. But Sam, <laughs> I have, I have your. I guess we can let Frank go first in a way. So Frank, it, let's start in the. Uh, The North Division. Yeah. So for,
0: I was going to say, for people who haven't been paying attention this year, the NHL has split their league up very differently than normal years because of COVID. So they've kind of grouped the divisions this year according to location so that it'd be easier for the teams to travel in like a COVID era. So you actually have the North Division is all Canadian teams, which is a pretty neat thing. And actually it was pretty well received. People loved the idea that you had the the Maple Leafs playing the Canadians uh, a dozen times a year um, and kind of enhancing these rivalries a little bit. So it is a very different bracket than normal.
1: Oh, I I mean, I think we've discussed this before. I think the NHL, the Stanley Cup would become infinitely more interesting if there were an even number of Canadian and American teams in the NHL and if the Stanley Cup finals each year was the best Canadian team against the best American team. Yeah, that would be cool. You'd always have like an element of patriotism. So like even if your team isn't in it or even if you don't care that much about hockey, you'd be like, well, I don't want Canada to win. Or if you're Canadian, like I don't want the U.S. to win. And that would kind of draw more interest in.
0: I know real hockey fans out there probably absolutely hate what I've just suggested. But no, I you know what? I I I mean, I think this the way it's set up now is kind of leaning towards that a little, where at least now you'll have a Canadian team definitely in the final four teams, which in previous years has not happened a lot of times. So at least in that sense, you're having a Canadian team close to the end. And I think that will, you know, spark some of that rivalry a little bit.
1: But on that note, I guess we can start with the North division. So the all Canada division Frank, who did you pick in the Toronto-Montreal matchup? Oh, I, went, I went to
0: Maple Leafs there.
1: So Toronto, the one seed. Montreal, the four seed. Now, Sam, who did you pick? Montreal. <laughs> Can you remember in how many oh, games? Man. Just out of interest.
2: Most, I went between five and seven. So I'm going to go six. You did. You've picked Montreal in six. Yeah, I went now, Leafs in five.
1: Now, next up, you've got Edmonton against Winnipeg. It's the two versus the three. Frank, who who have you gone for there?
0: I went with the Oilers. I think I picked them in six. Sam, just to clarify for you, there
1: that's that's Edmonton. Uh, who do you, <laughs> who did you
2: pick? <laughs> I think I went Winnipeg. You went for Edmonton. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you went Edmonton in seven. So.
0: Mm, uh, yeah. If we then move Connor on McDavid to Connor reached 100 points this year in 53 games, pretty impressive.
1: If we then move on to the Honda West Division, because I know Frank, you always like it when the sponsor gets mentioned. Yeah. Colorado against missed the St. Scotia,
0: the Scotia North. Yes, <laughs>
1: Colorado against St. Louis. Who do you go for, Frank?
0: Yeah, so St. Louis won two years ago, but Colorado, they are a powerhouse right now. So I went
2: Colorado in five. Sam, can feel you remember like,
1: who you went for?
2: I feel like I went Colorado in five.
1: You did. <laughs> All right. So that's one where you agree. Next up, you've got Vegas against Minnesota.
0: Yeah, this was a tough one. Um, I ultimately went with the Golden Knights. I think they're a slightly better team. Uh, I think their goaltending can edge out with, with Flurry. And it was pretty amazing game. They played their first game, and the Wild actually won, but it was a one nothing overtime win. And I think the goalies combined for, like, 80 saves in the first game. So it should be a super interesting and fun series. But I went Vegas.
1: Sam, can you remember who you went for?
2: I went Golden Knights in 5 or 6.
1: In 5, so that's going to be tough. Because- wow, we're <laughs> yeah, pretty close. Night. I think
2: that's what I did, too. Four in a row. <laughs> Yeah,
1: right. We can now move on to the Mass Mutual East division. Uh,
0: Frank, who do you have out of Pittsburgh or the New York Islanders? I went the Pens in six. I'm not super confident about this. The Islanders are a very tricky team. They play really boring hockey uh, and they catch teams very often. So I wouldn't be surprised
2: if the Islanders kind of pull up a big upset here. But I went. Pens. Sam, can you remember who you went for? Yeah, it was mainly exactly Frank's reasons. I went the Islanders. So <laughs> you did.
1: Can you remember in how many games? Six. Correct. All right. Next up, you got the Washington Capitals against the Boston
0: Bruins. Frank. Well, the Islanders did win Game One, by the way. So Sam is up in that one. Yeah. Frank, I went for Capitals Bruins. I went the Bruins in seven. Uh, they had a disappointing playoffs last year, and I think they're going to bounce back and cause a mild upset as the three seed over the Caps or the two seed.
1: Frank, I'm sh- Sam, I'm sure you remember <laughs> who you went for here. Who, d- who did you pick?
2: Ah, Bruins, all the way. Uh, and how many games? Seven?
1: Five. You're very um, confident when it comes to the Boston Bruins. From there, we can move on to the Discover. And, Central and by the way,
0: Washington leads that one nothing, so Sam, they yes. need to win out now.
1: <laughs> uh, Discover Central Division. You got Carolina against Nashville. Uh, Frank, where? where
0: are you? Yeah, on this there? one I went. I went the Hurricanes in six. I think it's gonna be a little tougher than most people think as a one seat, but I think they'll come through.
1: For, uh, Sam, can you remember who you went for? Carolina. No, you you really think it's going to be a lot tougher than most people expect because you are picking the four seed to progress. Wow. You have have Nashville winning in six. And finally, Florida against Tampa
0: Bay. Frank, who do you have? Sorry. um, I have the Lightning. So Stanley Cup winners last year. I think they're still really good and There's this weird loophole in the NHL that if a player doesn't play in the regular season, he doesn't count against the salary cap and Kucherov, who's arguably one of their best players did not play all year. So they got to use the money to buy more players. And now he can come back into the playoffs for basically nothing because there is no cap in the playoffs. So they basically are playing with a top three player that they haven't paid for. So I'm going to go lightning. And he played well his first game back, uh, they won in overtime. Or not in overtime, but at the end, 5-4.
1: And Sam, can you remember who you chose?
2: One of the rare bits of squid knowledge that stayed with me. I remember the Lightning win, so I stayed with the Lightning.
1: You did. You have Tampa Bay winning in five. Now, rather than finish off our bracket, because in future rounds you two will go head-to-head picking what the actual matchups are, might just be interesting to know what your Stanley Cup
0: Finals predictions are. Frank, who do you have in the Stanley cup finals. So I have Colorado avalanche versus the Toronto Maple Leafs. And who do you have winning it? Sadly, I have the Colorado avalanche as much as it pains me as a Leafs fan.
2: Sam, I remember, I remember who
1: I am. I know you'll remember. This is, this might be where you, I'm just going to say before you say this, if you get this right, this is where you make your name as a holly, uh, hockey predictor, because this is really coming out of left left field. Sam, what's your Stanley Cup matchup?
2: Bruins v. Canadians. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and, <laughs> and who so wins? You, you heard it here first. Uh, Bruins. Okay. At least I picked the better team out of the move.
0: Yeah, I would think so, yes. I mean,
1: yeah, there's there's every chance, right, that you're, neither of your teams make it to the second round. So that's going to be a little bit rough for your prediction. Uh, but, but yeah, we'll see. Uh, More similarities
2: two, than I thought.
1: You two agreed on three matchups, I think.
0: I think no, four, three or four. Or
1: four. Yeah, you, you both have Colorado, you both have Vegas, you both have Tampa Bay, and and the Bruins. You, you both have Boston. Yeah, so you've, you agree on fifty percent. Which I guess Sam, the good news for you there is, no matter what, you won't have been eliminated after the first, in the competition against Frank, even if Frank is a hundred percent right. you'll you'll still technically be in with a chance of winning over the course of the playoffs.
0: Alright, well, I'll talk to you boys later. See ya.